What up? What's up, man? <laughs> What's going the, on? the inaugural podcast, dude. I'm Here excited it is. about this. This is a good day to start. It's a good week to start it. So why not? I know. Um, you know, so much, so many things happen in the NBA, and so many things with the Suns. But yeah. but before we get going, we got to give the intro to who you are to anybody that decides to listen to this crap. Yeah, no, and the best way, <laughs> the best way I thought <laughs> to intro yourself is not that crappy like "Yo, I'm Desi." Blah blah blah. No, no, no. I need you to describe yourself as the guy I'm about to pick up on my on my five for pickup basketball. Who are you? <laughs> you have you have one minute to sell me on why you should be my fifth. Go. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm a lockdown defender. And I'm a point guard. I will feed you the ball wherever you need it. And at the same time, I might even take you out to dinner. My name is okay. Desi. What's up, dude? Okay. <laughs> Who's your player comp? Who's your player comp? Ooh. Point guard, man. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take that. I like that. <laughs> um, obviously, I'll introduce myself. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm Cyrus. Uh, play bigger than I am. You know, you can find me in the pose. You can find me in the wing. I hate bringing up the ball, but I can facilitate. I'll probably give you a solid two, two, and two. I'm going to get two assists, two points, because that's two buckets if we're playing pickup. Probably two rebounds, maybe a third. I don't know. We'll see. I'm good for four fouls, easily. Uh, <laughs> in the in the first quarter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Player comp, probably Tory Craig. I, I, I prefer defense. I'll hit your occasional three. I'm just... Yeah. yeah, that's a great player count for me. <laughs> uh, dude, is, like the past, like I would say the past eight months, like I've just like to fill my time, I've just been like balling. And it's so funny because as always, the first thing to go are your handles. Yeah. I like to think that I'm dope in my head, but it doesn't oh, really no, no. I, I got, I played, <laughs> I just played like this week and I was reminded that I'm in the uh, upper echelon of age for pick up basketball <laughs> young guys yeah. young guys just have flying all over the court I was like, oh yeah. it ain't me no more yeah same here dude i haven't played pickup in a really long time but you know i tried playing one-on-one -on -one with my brother and we were we were trying to play to 11 we we're like hey are you cool playing till seven yeah seven seven's cool <laughs> yeah. right it's <laughs> cool win by two like no no no, no. no. Uh, y'all playing the <laughs> 30 up. and up uh half court basketball <laughs> yeah jeez that's what's up <clears throat> so you know what a week, right? If yeah, I had to dude. name this podcast, I know exactly what it's going to be called. It's going to be called the Chris Ooh. Paul cast. <laughs> <laughs> At least for this uh, episode. This has got to be the Chris Paul cast episode. So tell me, initial reactions. Obviously, if you're a Suns fan, you know what's happening. But uh, for those who don't know, Chris Paul does have COVID. He tested positive. He is vaccinated, according to multiple sources. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be a fact-checking stat kind of podcast, kind of rolling off of what I know. So, yeah. Dez, first reaction, you see this news, you wake up, you get your little protein shake in, and then what? Bro, straight up, it was like 6.30, uh, saw the update, because I always watch Get Up, you know, every morning with, with my coffee, so I saw the update. You know, my first thoughts are like, this man cannot catch a break. Like, yeah. we're talking Game 7, like Rockets, in my opinion, that year, you know, had what they needed to beat, you know, the Warriors. And my first thought is like, this dude cannot catch a break. I just, I, I feel for him. You know, obviously going through all of the protocols and whatnot. And at the time, we didn't really know that he did test positive. That came out obviously today. But at the, at the same time, man, it's just like, dude, this dude cannot catch a freaking break. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm getting the news kind of the same time probably that you're waking up and getting it. And, um, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter. Uh, Sun's Twitter was, you know, obviously very reactionary. But Mm -hmm. one one thing I saw that was kind of cool, it was like a positive twist to this. Obviously, a terrible situation for Suns fans. But one thing I did see was a quote from Monty from like, I think it was last year. He's like, everything you want is on the other side of hard. And like, this is your hard. And I'm like thinking, man, those words couldn't ring truer to right now. You know, we we were riding a real high roller coaster. And we're about to on the come down and about to get reality check. We want to ride this roller coaster again. Yeah. Um, no, man, I, I really love Monty because in, in so many ways, because I remember when uh, obviously Chris Paul got drafted to him. And I don't really know until this past year what the fallout was when they first, you know, obviously coach and player. But this last year, especially after the the George Floyd killing, the thing that I really enjoyed was some of the insight that Monty brought into his Zoom calls. He talked about players' mental health and he talked about giving them a platform and and talking about really hard things. So right off the bat, man, you get that type of coach that really values you as a person. Like you're you're gonna give anything and everything, uh, not only just to the game, but also to your team. So I I like him, man. I, I really, really do. Uh, I'm I'm glad that they're seeing success with him. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year. It's just the complete turnaround. From the seasons of, of yeah that we'd like to forget real quick <laughs> we, we you and i would argue about it <laughs> i know we we're like no man we should have kept eric blood so no that was yeah. a good trade yeah. hindsight 2020 that was a great trade but like it was a great trade uh, people yeah. people will be like uh you know you know uh, you, you, you got to go through hard things to enjoy the good stuff no 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 that's not the case for all the teams in the nba they, a lot of teams have had good stuff a long time almost all my life like yeah. why can't we have that and yeah. finally it feels like it's coming back to us like it's yeah finally coming full circle so yeah it's funny man when people ask me like who my teams are like I, i'm a i guess i guess we're just glutton for punishment man it's like hope it's an arizona hope, thing hope. <laughs> yeah it's just like hope 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 and then it's like shit <laughs> i knew it i knew it this whole time yeah well, like, my hope so <laughs> The realist yeah. in me says, you, you knew this was coming. The pessimist yeah. in you says, stop rooting for them. And the optimist is like, but I love orange and purple. I love- <laughs> <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's true, man. Like, I, I've really enjoyed, especially in the bubble. Like, you know, we oh. went undefeated, obviously, and we played extremely well against really, really great talent. And obviously, talent that went far in the bubble. And we look at this season, too, it's like, they showed out, man. I just love that the bubble wasn't a fluke. You know, we barely yeah. got there. Man. Obviously, we know that we had what one percent chance to even make the playoffs or have a chance at the playoffs, mm-hmm. and we went eight and zero. Only team to go yeah. undefeated. It's a cool stat. The bubble is a special memory. At least for whatever reason, the Lakers will obviously they're there because they won it. But the yeah. Suns are there too, being memorable because they're eight and zero. A lot of people thought, all right, well they're going to be fighting for uh you know five through eight in the west and what do we yeah. do we carry all the momentum we yeah. silence all the doubters when we get chris paul we almost get the number one seed we i mean yeah. we end up with two but like we weren't yeah. that far off eight yeah. plays the whole season huge deal remember last yeah. year he missed 25 games we're yep. seeing this kid grow up like right in front of our eyes and this is like the best time to watch basketball yeah. and he's playing the best basketball we've seen in my opinion, from his career, because we, you and I have both watched him from U of A being Arizona alumni. So yeah, I'm just like, it's so awesome that it's finally clicking. And everyone feels this way, at least if you're a Suns fan. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I was listening. I forgot who I was listening to. I want to say it might have been Jay Will. I, 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 no, it was Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons podcast. And he had talked about DeAndre Ayton and how like he's doing his job. Like he's doing the rebrand, re- rebounding. He's rim protecting. Um, he's he's getting those dishes. He's able to finish. And like he's not the type of guy that you need to go run a play for. Like he's just going to go out and he's doing the intangibles. And that's what I'm really excited to see. There are aspects of it that like I feel like he has at times like soft hands where people can strip him really easily. And 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 I'm thinking about it from an athlete development standpoint. I mean, I'm a sports dietitian, man, and, and specializing in performance. So when I look at it, it's like, all right, their strength and conditioning is going to get him stronger. Like he's yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. But yeah, he's he showed out, man. I'm really I'm really happy with what I'm seeing, especially in this playoff run. Before we continue, I, I think it's really cool that people who do listen that don't know you you know you are a sports dietitian you're all about nutrition so you're watching the game with a different lens right yeah i mean you, yeah. you think about things that like i'm watching it from a basketball perspective if you ask alana she would say you're watching it from the announcer's perspective because i yeah. say everything that they say about two <laughs> yeah. seconds before them i swear yeah. Yeah. but pa- let's pause for a second tell me tell me what you see or what you're looking at specifically maybe with deandre and let's tap into that nutrition portion a little bit more so like i actually follow the head strength and conditioning coach for the suns because at the start of the pandemic the suns were hiring a performance dietitian so, oh, I, so you're, you're I applying. <laughs> so I was about I was about to apply. Next day, pandemic started. It got taken. So that's where I'm like, no. Um, but I follow him, and so he, just like other really good performance strength conditioning coaches, they're working on basketball players' hips. They're working on their strength, their power. They're working on their upper body, their shoulders. And there's a great deal of mobility. So if you have a body that large and you're running up and down and you see him hustling the whole time, yeah, that has everything to do with with his ability to keep his core and to keep his glutes and everything else. So like I'm seeing it from a an athlete standpoint and a power standpoint of like knowing likely what type of exercises that are, that they're doing. Sure. And then from a nutrition perspective, it's like, you know, electrolyte replenishment. Like, you know, like with Chris Paul. He's not getting the minutes that he was when he was in his early 20s, but they're preserving him along with the athletic trainers in a way where it's like if this if this is an is an area of like the quarter where like there's not a whole lot going on and we can have the bench help you out. Come rest like load management, like let's get some let's get a pack on your shoulder. Let's do something. Let's get you in some mobility. So like I'm, I'm seeing it just from a whole different lens of, of noticing when players are really fatigued and that rest factor and also just knowing what i know about athletes like which one of you motherfuckers went out last night <laughs> <laughs> who was with james harden <laughs> yeah who, who was with james harden who All was right, with so drake t- last so, night so tell me this tell me this uh i love i love that you brought up um you know you can notice fatigue through just kind of the conditioning and all that i, I think yeah. obviously nba players are on another level for conditioning but yeah. devin booker obviously he's our star but that guy like he doesn't he look up. strong He's not some big buff guy. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't come off as high flying or super fast or anything. Mm-hmm. But if you watch him play, when the ball's in his hand, he's one of the fastest guys on the court. He doesn't like his he's got a motor. He comes yeah. at you a hundred and people don't talk about it. he comes at the, his defenders a hundred and ten percent every single time the yeah. ball's in his hands. The only thing I don't see him do, and and I think this will probably come as he gets older, is a lot more off the ball. Uh, when plays aren't yeah. called for him, he's not he's not doing the Reggie Miller, Rip Hamilton, lot. Clay Clay Thompson yeah. kind of keep moving kind of thing. But we'll speak to that a little bit. I want to hear what you think about his conditioning, especially during the playoffs. I mean, 
you know, energy levels up, adrenaline's yeah. pumping, like you you get tired naturally just because this is somewhere yeah. you haven't been before. I want to hear about that from you know, I, I watch him play and like the his level of the way he takes angles when he's dribbling. Like he's going around the perimeter and yeah. finding those spots, which I think is so fantastic. So when you look at a high energy player like that, right off the bat, we're, we're thinking electrolyte replenishment the second that he gets back. Because anytime that you sweat, you're sweating out mostly sodium and potassium. And that's not a great thing. I mean, we've all seen the baseball caps that have salt on it. Sure. And I would always tell working with professional athletes like, hey, that's not a good thing. It means like you're losing too much salt. You need to replenish that back. So as I look at it, it's not only that, but he's also someone... When he's taking these shots, he doesn't miss short, which leads me to believe that he is extremely powerful in the strength and conditioning that's helping him is based off of more squats, like really, really powerful movements where he's doing possibly jump squats or, or things that are going to provide him with that lift so yeah. that he can get that shot so that it's not short. That's and a I can really also good imagine, point. That's a really yeah. good point. I mean, I would have never like you're right. I mean, I, I could tell you he doesn't really shoot short shots. Yeah, he always hits back or iron for the most part. Always. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, see, that's the yeah. kind of stuff that you're not going to get from just a casual fan. Yeah. Um, but I know you, yeah. I know you watch it. Like I said, I know you're watching with a different lens. Yeah. So, um, no, that's awesome. Um, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's 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 stop getting so scientific and let's have a little <laughs> more fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's go. Um, I saw. Uh, I'm just going to go off of what I saw on Twitter today, which was kind of a funny topic, <laughs> and it's relevant. So. If you're paying attention to NBA news today, you saw that, you know, Dallas is kind of imploding upon themselves. Dude. Mark Cuban gets rid of the GM. Donnie Nelson has been there for years on years on years. I, I can only remember his name associated with Dallas. Yeah. And then we see Rick Carlisle stepping down. Championship coach, 13 years there. You know, he's established his family. Um, he's, he's known to be a good coach. Like, no one's really ever said anything bad about Rick Carlisle. He steps down. Obviously, Mark's going to do whatever Luca wants. Like, Luca, you don't get generational talent all the time. Yeah. But this is where I tied Suns uh, Twitter and Suns basketball into this was I saw a tweet, a proposal that says uh, Devin Booker and like a pick or something for Luca and something. Like, essentially, Devin Booker for Luca. Yeah. Right now. Are you taking that? I have my answer. I'll let you go first. I'm. Uh... No, no, I want you to... Okay, you can answer multiple ways. I know you're, you're thinking with your brain, but what your heart says want to do something different. Your face says it all. <laughs> no, man, I'm not giving away Booker. Like, I'm I'm not. Um, hard I think no. That, hard no, yeah. I, I think the, the, the type of athlete that he is and his development is going to be great. Now, my strength and conditioning brain on Luca is like, yo, you've had three... Third season, right? Third season, yeah. And, Third I mean, season. Andy played in the second best league brought prior to that. Yeah, in, over overseas. What I know about athlete bodies is like you've had three seasons. Like you should be much more powerful than than what I'm seeing. <laughs> but hold, he's 21 and he be drinking every night, probably. So. I, exactly. So like <laughs> that's that's the concern. Like that with we were just talking about book just not missing short. Like I just yeah I, I love Luca. I I just from a strength and conditioning standpoint, a performance standpoint, I'm like, you're working off of all of your talent right now. And that, that bothers me a little bit. Okay. What about so, you? So I'll give you my answer. So I'm, I'm not even looking at science from a pure basketball perspective. 
I'm a hundred and million ten percent, whatever the percentage is, is absolutely not Devin Booker rolling with the Suns because mm-hmm. you don't you don't go to war with someone and then turn around and shoot him in the back, right? Like this yeah. dude has been no. in the trenches with us. He yeah. didn't ever ask for a trade. He didn't ever complain. He just came to work mm-hmm. every single day. He kept yeah. getting better. He kept putting up quote unquote empty stats on bad teams, which we know, mm-hmm. you know, if you really watch the Suns, this dude could do it on any team, so it didn't matter. Yeah. And he's yeah. showing you right now. So I, I know Luca's a generational talent. I'm gonna be a little homer right here, and I'm be like, no, man, I'm, I'm keeping Devin. Yeah. Um, y'all can have. We had our chance at Luca. Like, you know, uh, it's kind of like almost like an ex girlfriend. You don't go back to ex girlfriend. Like you already yeah. you guys broke up. Well, I mean, yeah. we broke up with Luca when we didn't take him as the number yeah. one pick. I'm not going yeah. back to him. Yeah. I got my man's Aiden, and I'm keeping Devin because Devin's a soldier. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he is the face. He's not the face of the franchise. I, I, I'm going to point this out for everybody in Arizona and everyone who's not from Arizona that might listen. He's not just the face of the franchise right now. He's the face of the city. Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald is. It was our face of the city. If yeah. you ask anybody, Larry Fitzgerald's the guy. He's 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 getting up there. He's thirty something, thirty eight, whatever it is. I don't know Larry off the top 50. of my head. Yeah. But guess who's the new one? That guy that's twenty four years old, Devin Booker. Or is he twenty four or twenty three? Yeah, I think he's twenty four. Okay, so I, I mean, I just found out that he was dating uh, Kendall how too. How did you I was just like, find that out, I, dude? I had no idea. Okay, like, so Desi what? is our um, he's our geezer <laughs> of the podcast. He'll, he'll give you the he'll give you the Gen X perspective. I'll, I'll give you the, the the millennial and maybe a little bit of Gen Z. Uh, Dude, I'm not down with the Kardashians, man. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm watch not either, any but my man just. I mean, I follow Booker on socials. You got to know. Yeah. But my point is, that's our guy. <laughs> he's the face of the city. Like we're not yeah. just going. You know, it's not happening. You just, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, especially just with Dallas right now imploding. Like I just saw that Carlisle stepping down as well. That's that's not good. Like something's no. something's going on. <laughs> yeah, you know what feels good? It's not Phoenix for once. Oh, we're not God. doing the coaching carousel. We're not having. Have you noticed our owner has not been mentioned in a while? James Jones just doing silent work. You know, silent but deadly is James Jones. That was his whole yeah. career. I mean, he even was a great three point shooter when he did yeah. play. He's a great lo- locker room guy, um, and then it's just it's just uh, transpired into being a great GM. He knows what to yeah. look for. I just I laugh. I, I think about this all the time. When I watch Suns games, I remember people clowning the Suns for trading for Bridges, mm-hmm. clowning the Suns for taking the oldest guy in the draft, Cam Johnson. He's older than Devin Booker. Why would you draft yeah. him? He has hip problems. Yeah. And look at look at how how much production they gave not just the playoffs the whole season we're not we don't get to number two see without those guys going crazy all season dude i i i love bridges it because i love him. i mean when i so my brother and i went to game one um uh, which uh against the lakers so, right against the lakers yeah, yeah see, which i'm was jealous cool. i've never seen lebron play either and exactly. i heard you got to was, go i was so jealous i got i got to go and he again and this is kind of like greatness too but i I you had you have to compare him to the greats, and I don't know how many greats had an 18 point night and just like really didn't show up. You know, on top of that, AD I think had 12 points or 13 points. It was just bad. But like, what was really great about it was Bridges played his ass off against LeBron. Like he rebounded. He he was not afraid. And then that was also the game that Book went off, and then he kind of wrote his his story the rest of the playoffs after that. But after seeing that, like I I really really enjoy him and even just cam too like 
he's stepping out in a really good role position. He's not missing a whole lot of shots and he's only taking like five per game. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a couple of things that I'm seeing that I'm really excited about from the standpoint of like the bench. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one thing that I've noticed or I picked up on is and it was a huge, huge thing for that first series was Aiden and Bridges played guys on the defensive end much yep. better than them, way out of their yep. tier potential you know obviously lebron's a hall of famer if not yeah. the goat but ad also probably on his way to be a hall of famer as well mm-hmm. and and they played to their level a lot of times we always talk about guys playing down those two have played up if, if i will yeah. and yeah. they they took it into denver denver mm-hmm. i mean eight and first Jokic, he, uh, Jokic's gonna do what he's gonna do i mean that's the joker yeah but Aiden, <laughs> you don't get his jersey signed by the mvp if you didn't you know get his respect during that series and that's yeah. exactly what Aiden got, which he showcased, yeah. I think, on socials today or yesterday. And Bridges, I mean, we knew he could defend, but that LeBron series, I think it it gave him that confidence that, like, I belong. Yeah. But I have a question for you, another reaction. Let me see how you feel, All right. okay? All right, a little it. more Suns action. All right. So we talked about how good Booker is. We know CP3 is a Hall of Famer. We're talking about how Aiden and Bridges and Johnson, all these guys, you know, everybody's contributing. We're number two seed, yada, yada, yada. How do you feel that Monty didn't get coach of the year? That Devin Booker is not all NBA? That it took, what, an injury to get Devin Booker even into the all-star game? Bridges mm-hmm. doesn't make an all-defensive team? Like, mm-hmm. our guys keep getting shortchanged. Tell me how you feel. How should Suns fans feel, man? How, how, like, that's well, a, well, that's piss, a, is that well, a disrespect off. thing or what? Like, is that because well, well, Bill Simmons doesn't talk about the Suns and all these big-time podcasters don't, like, care? Because it's, tell me. (laughs) All right. So you and I have argued about this a lot coming from just fanhood, right? I've always been on the, on the side of holding teams and organizations accountable for some of the moves that they make. And so in some ways I understand the slights. I don't agree with it, but it's like, Hey, these are the Phoenix suns, right? So when we look at what their production has been this year, like I can imagine that next year, like they're going to start getting a whole lot more clout and the clout that that is well deserved. But I can. Do you want that clout? Do you want that clout? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? So like, when you look at it, I just I can understand because if we look at the tail of the tape, right? If we look at just everything, we have not made the best choices. No, and we have no, been we have a decade of horrible. bad choices. Yeah, we've we have been really horrible, really horrible. And Alex so, Lynn, Dragon Bender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex Lynn, dude. Oh my god. Hey, he's, he's over here in DC playing for. Yeah, the I was gonna say he's in DC. <laughs> god. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. So like, but you want that, the clout? You want the clout? Yeah, I, I I want the clout. I want okay. the clout, especially you know if if Monty's not gonna get it, like book. Ugh. I mean, I remember Dame had an issue with it. You know, Dame, Dame says, LeBron. Yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, I, I think a bunch of podcasts have talked about this. P- the players in the league know. They they know. And I, the man. <laughs> he's the man. They know. Like, yeah. And as a fan, if you didn't watch the Suns, I guess you wouldn't know. But like as a Suns fan, I, I think I watched every single game. Mm-hmm this entire year and most i think last year too and it's hard because i'm on the east coast they come on late but like i've watched the games i'm like nah this dude is not empty stats Mm -hmm. like and i've been saying that but like you see it it, he had this confidence from the jump but it it looks different when you're winning i will say that it looks different when you're winning look at trey young on the east like 
people counted them out because they were under 500 halfway through the season. They get Nate McMillan. Look at that swagger now. He was doing this already, right? Like he was doing these yeah. stats change or magically he he found the you know Mike's uh, secret sauce or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that his team is winning, it looks different. People are noticing. So I'm thinking Suns are going to have a similar effect going into next season. They already kind of brought a little bit of it, but next season's, yeah. you know, their power rankings are, we're up there. You know who I... All right, this never, is a Homer podcast now. <laughs> yeah, right? So you know who I am really, really loving right now? Um, and I hated him because he talked shit to Book when Book had the 80-point uh, night. I think it was probably against the Celtics. 70, 70 points. You talk about Jay Crowder. Points. You talk about Jay yeah, Crowder. Yeah, about Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, he commented. Was, Y'all still lost, though. <laughs> yeah. And like, ironically, I'll... I think Jay was like guarding. He was on the Celtics. Yeah, he was Book. on the Celtics, but but right now Jay Crowder is probably. We haven't even of, mentioned Jay Crowder this year. I know man. outside of Book, like he's probably one of my favorite players. He reminds me of Draymond Green, and I remember I would yell at at, at Anthony, my brother about like Draymond Green like I, I cannot stand this dude and we would have arguments but like you need a guy like that a guy if he's on your team like you need him and I yeah, feel like you need Jay a dog Crowder, yeah I feel like Jay we Crowder's got, a little well, we bit got of two. that right now we have Chris yeah. and Jay Crowder yeah God. I mean hey say this what you a, want Chris is a dog this is a dog in a different way he's he, I feel like Chris he's is a, a mental bit of a, guy like he's, he's playing he's chess y'all are playing checkers yeah he's a sniper he's, he's gonna hit you without any cameras or anything and you're gonna want to sock the dude because and he can't you can't. And Meanwhile, he, yeah. Jay plays that, you know, enforcer slash, you're not yeah. bullying guys on our team. And I, I agree. You do. Everyone needs that. And it brings a toughness and it brings a swagger. And yeah. the fact that like the salsa dancing on the, on the yeah. Lakers, <laughs> yo, I'm like, good for us, man. Yo, that's like, that reminded me like Ron Artest days. Like he was the guy that would do that. Or, yeah. You know. I, was, just, I was really happy with see. that, with that series. I was really All happy. I know is this is a fun team. Like, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Everyone knows. I mean, I say everyone, but uh, Suns fans know. Like we've 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 been waiting for this time. Um, yeah. But we want to hold on to it, and hopefully it keeps going. So as I bring that up, hopefully for it keep going. Who would you rather play? Now that we're kind of seeing what the Clippers are with or without Kawhi, we see what the Jazz are. We see, we know what the Jazz could be. Um, Mike Conley hasn't even played a single game for see, that that's... series. So like, I, who would you ra- who would you rather have? I would rather have the Clippers because yeah. I feel like that team in itself, I mean, with or without Kawhi, like they've underperformed. Um, so how I, I would so? Want how them, so? How have you they just, underperformed? You just think that they should be in the like one, two, three? Or? Yeah. I mean, I think with Kawhi, like with what he's able to do, I mean, Kawhi is obviously going to be future Hall of Famer. I mean, with that type of person, like you need to be able to go deep in the playoffs and at least get to the NBA finals. Right. Okay. I mean, he's been there multiple times. It's it, that whole like cliche championship DNA. Right. So yeah, like yeah. to me, um, I would rather right now play the Clippers with that because I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really love their team. And so I'd, I'd love to beat them. I'm a little bit afraid of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell though. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to hit you. That's where I'm that's I'm gonna hit I'm you with the counter. So just, just, I was ahead. talking to talking to Sam. Shout out Sam Petty. Hey, uh, buddy. Shout, shout out the Petty family. <laughs> but I, I, so I agree a little bit about the Clippers. But I will give you the counter if we did play the Jets. Okay. Chris Paul is going to put Rudy Gobert 
in the pick and roll every single play. And he can't sag as much as he can with the with the Clippers because they don't they don't really run a center. We have DeAndre Ayton. You mm-hmm. sag, Chris pulls that jumper and hits it. We has you know the timeless jumper that we've seen throughout the playoffs yeah. his whole career. He's not missing that too often, right? Yeah. If you come up, DeAndre Ayton can finish. DeAndre Ayton can put points in the bucket for you at the rim. Mm-hmm. On top of um we spread the ball really well so our rotate like our rotations should be able to keep up with their defensive kind of schemes mm-hmm. and i i think we i think i could see that because look at how the clippers are kind of playing sometimes they'll try so paul george last night he kind of just took it at whoever was the center uh, as soon as rudy gobert came out he would just go at um Derek favors mm-hmm. and when rudy gobert is kind of in they they do a little more ball rotation but we have that same type of attack with a Devin and a Chris because both those guys, you know, have the vision to um, either set their guys up in the corners for those threes that we love from Bridges yeah. or Crowder or whatever, or both can shoot from both sides of the elbow. Mm-hmm. And where are the clip the Clippers are not shooting from the elbow. Who's shooting from the elbow on the Clippers team? There's a, so I, I just think like we are a harder matchup for Utah than they actually have right now. They're just not playing well. Yeah. Um, they're not making shot like they keep going on deficits and so obviously whoever we play it's going to be a a fight i would prefer i think i'd prefer the clippers but i can see why we would do well against the jazz as well like honestly both those teams should be scared of us and versus us scared of them yeah so let me ask you this too and, and you tell me if you think this plays a role i believe that it does um so obviously different places are opening up. I, I think Arizona is one of the places that opened up first with like no regulation, just fans just come here and just get crazy. Right. You know, sons, sons and four, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Utah open? Uh, they are, but they I think they have limited capacity. Okay. Because I mean, I just got done watching The Last Dance for the fifth time because I just I love that documentary. <laughs> and I'm listening to like Jordan's kids talk about like, no, we don't go to Utah. Like they're it's crazy there. So like I, I kind of think fanhood it plays a role here as well. So okay. I, yeah, you're I right. Think some... The Clippers have a trash fan base in, exactly. in comparison. I'm not trashing yeah, it... the Clippers or their fan base. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's a Clippers fan, I'm sorry, but in Sons comparison, Suns and Four. <laughs> Suns and four. <laughs> I said what um... I said. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You're right. I think the Suns, that dude, the the city of Phoenix is going crazy right now, and I'm not even yeah. living there, and I can feel it from the East Coast. I just know it. I know it. Yeah. So in that stadium, you're right. It's going. It's going to be hard. One, it's going to be hard for whoever has to play us at home. But you're right. If we go to Utah, it's going to be just as hard for us to play there, especially yeah. as they open up. You know, it's going to be in a couple weeks. Yeah, you never know. And we never know too. Like Mike Conley comes back. I mean, sure. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I don't. I, I would rather. I'd rather play the clip show right now than I would. Especially if Kawhi doesn't come back. That's yeah. yeah that's a big thing. Kawhi doesn't come back. Yeah, because I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think PG can can do it on his own. So hey, man, uh, the, the, <laughs> he might be a Pacers PG now. Pacers <laughs> P. That was the best version of him. So it was. I mean, well, you know what? It's not the best version. I take that back. He, he his best version is right now, but that's the furthest he's ever been was. He's on the Pacers, so um, yeah. Maybe he'll bring it. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I ain't rooting for him. So. I'm not either. I, I do I feel bad care. for the dude. All the all the nah. nicknames. Uh-uh. I saw what he. I saw that he was chirping at <laughs> you know Booker was... this season. I remember that. I ain't forget. Yeah, I, I got that. Or like when he chirps at Dame, and I'm like, dude, stop. Dude, stop. stop, stop also, stop. also, <laughs> we have that 
memorable shot of Dev with the fade and the lie down in the bubble against who? Yeah. The Clippers. I know yeah. they got that on their wall if they play us. Like, yep. this man is not doing this again. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, Dev's like, I'm going to do it again to you. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. It's um, definitely a fun team, man. It's uh, I'm enjoying watching it because uh, I'm, I'm enjoying players coming in and like performing and and Agreed. doing their job you know everyone kind of knows their job right now which is great even the bench guys yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. they know yeah it, well, it's i mean sound are you talking about the guys that don't even play right <laughs> well i'm no, serious I'm ta- like those guys no, are- i'm talking no i'm talking about like each one of them has gotten minutes i mean i'm looking at the roster right now and like you're talking I've about like eight the- i'm talking about like eight tom Moore, who had mincer and is not really playing right now uh abdul nader okay. got hurt uh, it's like yeah uh javon carter you know he 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 might get used. He might not. Um, uh, Langston Galloway played early in the season, then didn't really touch the court after that. Even Frank Kaminsky, yeah. like he might not play, or he might come in. You never know. Like those guys, I, I like. It's it's amazing to me because when you think back, like when you played high school ball and stuff like that, mm-hmm. even like pickup games or intramurals as an adult, people get really upset about not getting to play. Like even yeah. if it's like five minutes, these yeah. guys are like that's literally their job. But it's it's a testament to our team and how Monty kind of runs the show is that yeah. you don't see any angry faces on the bench when you watch games. Honestly, people are up cheering, clapping, and winning culture has a big deal to do with that. But even last year when we were still trying to build this culture, it felt like the bench guys who were there last year also, you know, kind of bought into like maybe I'll play, maybe I won't, but I'm gonna be a professional at all times. I'm gonna yeah. support my guys. It's really cool to see. I'm like yeah. so happy about it. Yeah, because everyone everyone has the same message, you know. I I think the thing that I've struggled with with all a lot of our past teams is like there there isn't sound basketball happening. Like no, I don't it's understand bad basketball. Yeah, and I understand like every single one of you could you you have my you could go drop right? forty any night yeah. everywhere like on the planet. Exactly. We, I get that these guys are not. And that's pros. not what I'm saying. What I'm no, saying no. is like. It wasn't pretty to watch. Like there are fundamentals and there are things that you know as a basketball head of like this is what should be happening, and it just it, it never did. And that's why like I would try try my hardest, watch the first part of the season, and then I'm like, Fuck can't do it. This. It's done. you know why? It's because there's an NBA standard. When you watch an NBA game, you kind of have a you have a standard in your mind. And yeah, for how many years we were so below that standard, and yeah. now and now we are not only like at the standard but like we're exceptional we're almost setting a new standard for our own team if you will so yeah it's yeah you're right perspective back then bringing it now it just makes you appreciate what we have um we're coming up on like 35 minutes you know i don't want to bore anybody if they're still listening you know (laughs) if if our voices put you to sleep i'm so sorry but i do i do have a cool segment at the end of these that i've uh, come up with and desi doesn't know what my segment is at the end let's go but it's gonna be a fun one okay so uh <laughs> i'm gonna set a shot clock you're gonna get 24 seconds on my shot clock and i'm gonna give you a topic it might be basketball it might not okay and you're just gonna have to uh give me what's on top of your head for 24 seconds and i'll do a countdown and then um we'll kind of go from there okay <laughs> okay <laughs> If you can see Desi's face right now, he's like, what the hell is he about to ask me? All right, me? let's go. All <laughs> no, right, so no, no, I got 24 right, seconds. Right. 24 seconds shot. 24 clock. seconds. Right. I'll give it to you. Uh, so we're, we're coming up here in a second. I'll, I'll get the shot clock ready. I'm getting my topic ready. It's going to be Suns related, so get your mind in the Suns, Suns area. Okay? All right? All right. 
Des, if you can pick players from everywhere on the Suns to build your team, build your team in 24 seconds, starting now. Okay. So obviously I'm going to go with Steve Nash. Um, let's see. Uh, my two. All right. Obviously I, I need Charles Barkley on there. Got so much love for that dude. Back Halfway. In the day. Oh my God. All right. So center uh, DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to put Dev Book on there. And uh, I'm going to go with three, three, two. I just said it. <laughs> uh, okay. He got, he got CP3, Dell Booker, Nash, Aiden, and Barkley. Okay. Well, you know, that's, not that's bad. Gonna a, not bad. Running team. It's going to have to be a running team. That's a good Let's starting go. five. Okay. That's a good starting five. A little bit of, you know, we'll do some homework. We'll get some Suns history in here every now and then and uh, yeah. have fun with this. We'll probably expand our 24-second shot clock to some more basketball knowledge. Maybe maybe involve some, some hip-hop, some culture, some sneakerwear. Wait, so uh, hold on. Who's your five? You know, honestly, I had to think about this for a long time. It, it was actually really hard for me. Um, I, I would go a little different. I'm going to go uh, Nash, Booker, Barkley, and Amari. And at the three, I'm right now. I'm going Matrix because I'm building a team for right now's basketball. Yeah, but if right. we're going like all time, I don't know yet. I mean, I don't want to leave out. There's so many greats that have played, but you know, you could tap into like the Jason Kidd. Like you could, you you know, there's there's guys that have come through. But for me, that five was nasty. You got nasty. You know what? This this will be our homework. We got to build our roster next. Okay, time. and my roster versus your roster. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, because you're right. Summer league game. I mean, I, those are my favorite sons. Or but that doesn't mean they're the best for today. I want like, like and and you know what? You got to build. But one if it was high point scoring, like that's that's what we're seeing, and we're not really seeing a shit ton of defense. Uh, no. So yeah, so, I mean, how that, about that for your homework? You got to build a '90s team and a today's team, and I'll do the same. Right. Okay. Because those are yeah, definitely like eras of basketball that yeah I think we're most familiar with. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Cool. Well, it's been real, man. It's been a fun time. I think we're going to start doing this a lot more. It took us way too long to get here, folks. I know. I don't know why. We just wanted, you know, one, we had to start on Suns kind of style. You know, we had to start with bad news and bring some positivity back to the squad. Now that y'all have sulked in the Chris Paul news, it's going to be okay. We're going to get him. We're going to win the next series. I'm going to the finals. And when we do go to the finals, I'm going to a game. I don't know about this. Yes. I'm going to games. Uh, let's talk about that because I'm 100% down. And you know what? Campaign, you're going to do work, man. Just keep Yeah, we, we have faith. I mean, Sam, Suns fans know. Maybe a yeah. Utah or Clippers fan. Clippers fans don't know nothing. But Utah fans might know. They might not. So, you know, we're going to bring it to them. Yeah. It's been real. Uh, we'll name this podcast later. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we get a drop, we'll give it to you. Let's uh, go. And yeah. you know what? You can follow me on the socials at Suns Fan Uh Desi doesn't have a Twitter right now. He's you know he's he's got his professional Twitter. Maybe he wants to plug it. Maybe not. You know? Yeah, absolutely. At Desi Abeta, IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Come say what up. Yeah, just just come say what up on Twitter to me. I don't want to talk to you on all the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy. Be up. Sun's in four. Let's go. Let's go. I said what I said.